0: From St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air.
1: I'm Alex Hoyer. Last night was a long time coming for many soccer fans in St. Louis, the debut of City Park. And here's what it sounded like at first outside the stadium.
0: I just brought my nephew up here. Want him to see the whole event. You know, first game here. It's awesome, man. Ladies and gentlemen, we are the site boogie ho brass band.
2: And we are here for your
0: entertainment pleasures. I, I love women's soccer, especially in the US. We have great, great teams and great sports. So it's nice to see a men's team. Who you knows? Maybe we'll expand oh, to a women's team someday soon. Your ticket
1: out and ready to be <laughs> These are our season tickets. So we know it's experienced in so the next seventeen games we're down here, so it's it's crazy.
2: Jobs
0: as a capo for the drum corps, uh, so I lead the people in the, in the chants, I let them know when we're switching chants, going into a different one.
1: If we're, if we're hitting a low spot,
0: we need to you know, pick up the beat, get the, the driving chants going. If we're up three, four goals, we're just having a good time having a party here. So it's just feeling the game, feeling the flow, that kind of thing.
1: That's what it was like last night in St. Louis for the debut of City Park, the roughly $460 million stadium that, uh, come February, will host Major League Soccer's latest expansion team, St. Louis City SC. Joining me now to talk about this and last night are just two of the St. Louis Public Radio journalists who were there. Jeremy Goodwin is our senior arts and culture reporter. Welcome, Jeremy. Good morning, Alex. And Wayne Pratt is our senior correspondent and morning newscaster, and sometimes sports director. Hi, Wayne. <laughs> good to see <laughs> you, Alex. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, I want to start with you. Um, first of all, thank you for collecting the, the the sounds. I really felt like like I was there.
0: Yeah, and it was it was a late night, thus my inappropriate good morning greeting to you. Uh, uh, but, I will forgive it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it was it was a wild scene. Uh, the 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 um, St. Louigans fan club started tailgating at the Tap Taproom around 4 p.m. before game time. Meanwhile, there's a boogie brass band. There was a German cultural demonstration, some German dance happening outside the stadium. People starting to line up. Uh, Dogs leaping. There was some kind of pet competition where you could have your dog leap and catch a frisbee.
1: Dogs leaping makes sense because (laughs) the main sponsor of St. Louis City SC uh, is Purina. There you go. Um, They were well-fed. They looked well-fed to me. Excellent. Um, Last night's match was not the top-tier MLS team that will play here in St. Louis. It was an Mm -hmm. exhibition match between St. Louis City 2, that's the development team here, and between German team Bayer Leverkusen. Uh, Jeremy, do you think it not being the top-tier St. Louis team hampered the excitement at all?
0: Not at all. I don't think people were there to see the final result. They were there to celebrate it, regardless of the the goals scored on either side this was the end of a long process for soccer boosters in the city who have been trying to make this stadium happen for at least over a decade so the people who were there that I talked to were just happy it was happening they were trying out the bells and whistles seeing if things worked pushing buttons and uh, getting used to the new stadium. Um,
1: Wayne, you have covered many facets of this MLS team coming to St. Louis, but last night you were not there for work. Uh, You were there with your family as a fan.
2: What was the fan experience like from your vantage point? It was a rather brisk evening. It it was cold.
1: I, I wanted to bring that up. It was windy and it was cold.
2: We sat in Section 203, Row 17, which is about five rows from the top. Okay. And I'm curious as to whether the wind was as brisk down on the field because that's lower than street level as it was where we were because it was blowing around up there all night it was it was really cool that's the thing that stands out was the weather the other thing was the parking Uh, we got there a little late and it was really tough to find a spot but eventually we found one but we were there for the experience we were there to see what it would be like to actually see a game played in that stadium and if you take out those other two factors it was pretty cool it was it was a literally fun evening. cool yeah that too <laughs> it was a fun evening the sight lines were great uh, the people were nice it was easy to move around once you got into the stadium which are all key elements to me when I go to a sporting venue
1: mm-hmm. and Jeremy do you have a sense of uh, whether it was cool because you were probably closer to to the field
0: Oh uh, the weather? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was moving around. I I thought it was a little less severe than than Wayne experienced way up in the top there. Mm-hmm. So I think there were a lot of. I, I'm not sure about the environmental responsibility of this. I'll look into it. Maybe there's offsets, <laughs> but there were lots of space heaters around. Okay. And as Wayne mentions, it does go below street level. So the the by the middle, you know, as you've got deeper into into the into the facility, it wasn't quite as arctic as it was uh, for some fans, and outside it certainly was.
1: And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the Major League Soccer season starts in February. Um, is is that right?
2: It, yeah, it will start in February. I don't think the full schedule is out yet. Mm-hmm. I have not seen it, so um, City SC's first game might be early March.
1: But the point of being prepared for cold weather and having space heaters, it's good to see and hear that, that there were some things there that could help fans warm up.
0: Uh, There was none around Section 203, I'll (laughs) tell you that. (laughs) And most of the press box was outdoors also. Okay. Um, So uh, part of the experience, I think, is a little bit like American football where it's a a winter sport and and you have to dress appropriately and, Mm -hmm. and know what you're getting into. Uh, last night was certainly a test run for concession stands and
1: other amenities um, and I think there are bumps to be expected um, the the team has brought on James beard award-winning uh, chef Gerard Kraft I think uh, his, his official official title is something like flavor officer um, did did you try any of those amenities wayne
2: uh, I didn't have a chance to where we were uh, on the top level it was the traditional ballpark food the chicken tenders the burgers the hot dogs uh, most of the stuff you're talking about was in the level below us. Mm-hmm. I was on the media tour of the stadium. So it's a two-level stadium. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I was on the media tour uh, earlier this week, and they were showing all of those spots. Steve's hot dogs was in there. Uh, Balkan treat box was in there. Those were a couple of others. So there's a whole bunch of options uh, for local food. And the whole theme behind this they were saying is STL made. They really wanted to carry that theme coming through that this is um, a St. Louis production and a St. Louis partnership. So they want to boost some St. Louis businesses. There was a game that was previously scheduled to take place at City Park, but that
1: had to be moved um, to SIUE across the river because the stadium um, in St. Louis was having electrical problems. Um, Obviously, those issues were resolved enough to host a game there. uh, But were there any signs of residual impacts of of the electrical problems that either of you could tell?
2: I did not see anything. Uh, I didn't notice anything on the tour. Of course, the tour was guided, so they weren't going to show us (laughs) if there was a problem or not. Um, other people I've talked to um, tell me everything has been fixed. Uh, that was, what I think, a two-month delay from when they were going to have that first game to last night. So they had a lot of time to get it fixed. But uh, those rains we had back in July really impacted that, leading to the, some power problems and stuff. So they had a lot of stuff to work out. And the fact that they got it on last night, considering the problems they had, is... Is is pretty impressive.
0: Overall, I would say it was an impressive event. It was it was run well. There were some nooks and crannies where you could see they were still getting up to speed. There was a staff elevator which I was using to to go up and down to the the press area, and that worked sometimes and sometimes it didn't. Mm -hmm. Uh, So some people were looking for stairwells. I think they might want to look into adding some more signage to help people find their way around. uh, You know, because everyone was doing it for the first time. But for a first time event, uh, and the food, I was impressed with how it went. And the food service had a system I hadn't seen before. Uh, It was touch-free and it was uh, you provided either a prepaid card or your credit card or something at the beginning and then just went and pulled what you wanted and there was some kind of a scan on the way out so you didn't end up having to sort of
2: get those all, all paid individually. It was it looked like an easier user experience. That was one of the things they highlighted on the media tour, Jeremy. Uh, they have a bunch of sensors on the ceiling and some cameras that are keeping track of everybody that comes in there. I don't know all the science behind it. Neither did the tour guides. But they tell me that this is the first stadium in North America to open with this technology. Okay, there Other stadiums are experimenting with this technology, but they did not open with it. So that's, that's one of the things the stadium is at the forefront.
0: And I, I don't eat a lot of stadium food usually, but people walking by with pulled pork nachos, some kind of fancy ice cream. I didn't – there was <laughs> – steam coming out of where the, I didn't quite understand what, what was going into this fancy ice cream but the food looked good and it's, it's better than I've seen at, at most of the places I go to
1: see sports. Excellent. Um, we heard a little bit from the St. Luligans in that audio that, that you gave us, Jeremy. Um, soccer fans are known for uh, their passion um, and I watched a little bit of uh, last night on TV and you see flags waving um, and that's a separate section of the stadium where, where people stand during the game.
0: Yeah, there's a uh there's a custom in, in European soccer uh, stadiums where th- they reserve space for uh the visiting team supporters so they can all sit together and sometimes the the home as well. So in this case there is a section that's that's uh, flagged off for for the St. for the St. Louisans to be able to they're the, the to be able to sit there and they're the engine of of the crowd experience of the chants. yeah mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be interested to hear Wayne's perspective from his seating but the drumming the cheering uh, was all starting in this
2: one section and sort of spreading out from there mm-hmm. it was pretty loud at the beginning up when we were sitting and then as to be expected in a game especially when you fall behind when you're the home team the volume started to decline. It would come, it would go in fits and spurts after that. Um, Wasn't as many flags in in that section as I was anticipating Mm. last night. I think I counted maybe four. When you see European games, as you know, Jeremy, Mm. they're all over the place. So I was kind of Mm -hmm. expecting that. Maybe there'll be more of those when the ML season gets underway. And maybe the weather last night contributed to that as well. But the neat thing that they did was walking over from the Schlafly Room to mm-hmm. do a march and then come in to I believe it's the north end of the stadium which is blocked off as the supporters group stance and mm-hmm. that was kind of cool.
1: Uh, yes or no Wayne uh, the score was uh, Bayer Leverkusen 3 St. Louis City 2-0. Uh, did that come as a surprise? Uh, no no surprise. Because it's a good German team in the top flight of the German League right now. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't sound like that uh, score hampered the excitement uh, for the debut of uh, City Park at all. Uh, Jeremy Goodwin and Wayne Pratt of St. Louis Public Radio, thanks for being here. Thank you so much. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis.
2: Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.